Hello and good morning. Good morning. We are now on... 89. Yes. <laughs> okay, well done. And it's actually getting warmer here. Yeah. We haven't got the fire on. Nope. And we've got tea and not alcohol. Yes. <laughs> well, it's morning. <laughs> it would be bad if we had alcohol in the morning. <laughs> cool. So what are we talking about today? Uh, it's Top 10 Tuesday. Um, so we're talking about 10 guerrilla marketing um, ideas and um, examples. Oh, okay, cool. And that's Gorilla, G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A, not G-O-R-I-L-L-A. It's a different thing entirely. Really? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yes. I never knew that. <laughs> no, I didn't until earlier. G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A. Aren't they the same thing? No. So, hang on, how do you spell Gorilla for like a big hairy thing? <laughs> G-O-R-I-L-L-A. Right. <laughs> I'm completely confused. Gorilla is all kind of like underground, like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's not just like uh, one version of spelling big hairy animal to another. No, it's, it's not. not. Am I really stupid? <laughs> Have I gone through my whole life mis-thinking mis about the word gorilla? Well, it's like I used to think that lion's share was lion's share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until like yesterday. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. When I discovered it was lion share, I was like, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah lion share doesn't make any <laughs> no, sense at all. Um, okay, so <coughs> this, this is something that, that is a tactic that all of us can use in? Or... Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, guerrilla marketing is, um, as I said, like underground marketing. So stuff that's just kind of thinking outside the box um, and the beauty of it for small businesses is it can be done really really cheaply right you can get a big impact for a very little spend um, okay. and it has potential for things to go viral and things like that so it's if you've got the kind of creative uh nouns, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then it's it's a great way but it but it does have to really kind of stand out you do have to get your thinking cap on so am i right in thinking that guerrilla marketing is like more experience led <laughs> Can be. Like That's definitely stuff. one of the one of the options. Yeah. Yeah, because with Smiley Booth, our photo booth hire company, we would often get hired by companies mm -hmm. to do what they call activations, which is basically creating like creating an experience for a, a specific audience. Yes. That we did like the when the final Game of Thrones. You're about to steal my thunder for later on. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> Yeah, we'll come, we'll come back to that. That's that's number five. You've got oh, to jump ahead. Oh, I'm so, and they're actually in order. <laughs> they are. Oh, okay. I'll, do you know what? I'm just going to be quiet for change. <laughs> so um, the first one is is really easy, and there's a brilliant example of this, um, which is just using stickers. Right. Okay. So incredibly simple, incredibly cheap. Um, you know the website Reddit. Mm -hmm. um, that's read by um, 169 million unique users each month. Really? So, yes, it's absolutely enormous. They've only ever spent $500 on their marketing, and the majority of that was stickers. Really? Yeah. So you know the little robot logo that's mm. the Reddit little man? Yeah. Um, the, the guy used to kind of travel around the country promoting, and he would just give out stickers to people. And then when they started to have conventions, they did this whole thing like sticker responsibly, and they'd give like handfuls of stickers to attendees, and then obviously they'd go sticker places, and, and then they'd take pictures of what they were doing, and that became really creative, what people were kind of coming out with. So, am I allowed to talk about Go Cases? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, because that was a similar yeah. principle, right? Yes. So, the, I think, was that the first business we ever did together? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, we did stickers and key rings with that one, didn't we? Yeah, we did. So Gur Cases, which is G-U-R-R -R Cases. No, it wasn't. No. G-U-R-R -R was your maiden name, Yeah, that, Gur. it came from that, yeah. Yeah, but we called it Gur... G-R-R-R, -R, so it was Gur yeah, Cases. Gur Cases. And basically, Kate um, <laughs> was a musician and played saxophone, flute, clarinet, piano, all those things. And um, one of the things that you and I identified was that the cases that these things came in were really pants. They yeah. looked like briefcases. Yeah, and really like boring black boxes and kids would get kind of teased for taking their instrument case to school kind of thing. Exactly. So we decided, okay, let's build a company called Gur Cases, yeah. which just did funky designs for instrument cases. Yeah. It's probably one of the listeners now going, I'm going to do that. And they're going to become <laughs> like... This enormous company, <laughs> but um, and and we basically 
uh, managed to identify a process. We were going to do it ourselves, have it all manufactured in the UK, and it's super expensive, terrifying, just to build the moulds was yeah. terrifying, uh, hundreds of thousands of pounds, wasn't it? But in the end, we managed to do it, and we managed to create these really interesting instrument cases that had all these flashy designs on it, and they have, like, print on the inside, yeah. animal print on the inside. Yeah. And we were like, well, how do we get people still talking about it when they don't yeah. necessarily have the case? Mm -hmm. And that's when you came up with the idea of having key rings and stickers inside. Yeah, we had little kind of bendy stickers, didn't we? And we had, um, we had a stamp as well. Um, we had a few things. Um, and also with that, we also did the kind of... Um, cheeky marketing as well in terms of the the wording which is yeah. another kind of form of guerrilla marketing which um like for saxophones it was practice safe sax and yeah like yeah yeah and the artwork <coughs> for it was awesome wasn't yeah. it because we had a great designer that just he just got it didn't yeah. he? and he just ran with it but um but yeah the the whole concept was that we wanted people talking about the cases when they didn't have cases like around them and i suppose it's the same with the reddit stickers and stuff like yeah. that it's it's like people say, well, what the hell is this thing that you're, you've got here? And, and it sparks a conversation about that particular product or yeah, service. Yeah, exactly. And um, like the inside of the cases were always a, an animal print, weren't they? Yeah. Which caught people's attention. And like no matter what the outside looked like, even if you went for a fairly classic design on the outside, the inside was always very loud. You should um, so do that again. Yeah. And... Um, but it really worked because although that wasn't a particularly successful business for us just because we were very new in business we didn't understand internet marketing I was literally driving around with my van wasn't I yeah but we still to this day find every now and then find like forums or something don't we with someone going do you remember those girl cases yeah. you can't, can't seem to get them anymore I really want one and yeah, yeah, yeah. So they really really stood out yeah and they were great and they were reasonably priced like everything yeah. about them was was like set for growth yeah yeah um but that yeah, so that's I can I get the sticker piece for yeah. that because that's something we did and it worked brilliantly. I mean, yeah. even like the way we did the key rings were just really cool key rings, yeah, yeah. and like we had them ourselves, and yeah. people would ask, "Well, what's what's this yeah, here?" Yeah, yeah. And it, again, it's those trigger points to create conversation. But well, it works with all sorts of things as well because um, it, you can take it to business cards. Like I saw one when I was doing some of the research for this, where um, it was a car washing company, and so they're their business card was two-sided, but the, the front, and it was funny shape, and the front side just looked like a, a bird poo, basically. So they, <laughs> right. they were sticking them on windshields, so people were thinking that their car was dirty, but it was a business card, turned That's it over, clever. and it was a, a business card for washing your car. And yeah, yeah um, and we had it with, do you remember the smart car we had for Smiley Boot? <laughs> that was covered in um, yellow smiley faces. Yeah. all over it wasn't it and people like even to the point where the wheels the little hub in the middle of the wheel was a smiley face yeah. and people would stop us just asking what the business was about we'd get, we'd get phone calls yeah we get that we'd be sat in the office and someone would phone the office and go i've seen your smart car can you tell me more about the company yeah. and we'd be like and, and they're like oh well i don't need a photo booth right now but, but the car's really cool yeah exactly <laughs> But Red Bull did the same thing. Do you remember Red Bull had that oh, mini? Oh, the big cans, yeah, yeah, And that yeah. had a Red Bull thing on the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's a lot more expensive, but you yeah. can get really good effects just with simple stickers. Yeah, I suppose it's... Now, I used to upset... We stopped doing that a lot, and that was my fault because I used to get obsessed about tracking everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, every piece of marketing we did, yeah. I needed to be able to pay for it, track the journey. Yeah. And get the result but sometimes there's some forms of marketing you you, you it's more difficult it's yeah. more complicated well it's easier nowadays i'd say because even with things like stickers and that you can as i say like the reddit found that they started to grow because people were taking pictures and social and you start yeah. to see the um the benefits of it because it was difficult when those particular campaigns because the internet wasn't what it is now at the time yeah. especially social but it's yeah. no coincidence that people like YouTubers and like lots of like high, higher profile people end up having t-shirts yeah, and, and things like that, merchandise, right? And you think, oh, they're just doing that because they want to make some extra money. Well, yeah, of, of course they're going to make some change out of that. But the other aspect is it's constantly raising awareness yeah. when someone's... Because otherwise it's your... You're only you're only able to talk about your product or service when someone's using your product or service, yeah, yeah. and it needs to expand beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. So stickers, that's your first one. Um, like you said about the Red Bull, outdoor installations is is the next one. So this is 
This can be more expensive because obviously something like a big Red Bull can or whatever, or you're thinking like big billboards. But again, you can take that right down to something really just creative and cheap. Right. And so the the best example of this that I've found was um, the It movie when it when it came back. Right. Um, what was it? A couple of years ago that they they released it. Have you even watched it? the first one? Oh yeah. You have. Yeah. Because you hate horror movies. I know. That's probably why I hate horror <laughs> movies because I think it's the only one I've actually properly seen. Right. Okay. Um, although I was still like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, you can't even watch a violence like a mildly like someone punching someone without hiding behind your hands. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's because I'm a highly HSP, highly sensitive person. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Mm. I've read about that. Uh, it is a thing. Anyway, uh-huh. um, <laughs> it means you're you're too. Um, uh, what's the word? Not emotive. Um, empathetic. So you identify really? with what's happening too much. Anyway, I yeah. digress. <laughs> so um, where was I? Uh, oh yeah, it movie. So um, what they did, which I just think is genius, uh, it was around Sydney. I don't know why it was only there, but when they were releasing it in Australia, mm. um, they tied red balloons to drain covers all over the place <laughs> and then put in um, in white stenciled writing next to it, it's closer than you think or something like that. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I mean, how cheap is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got a massive uh, social media campaign with people seeing these red balloons everywhere. I think sometimes we get a little <laughs> bit hung up about asking for permission mm. all the time, like to do some of this stuff yeah and it's like sometimes it's just like uh, i mean i'm not advocating doing anything nuts or anything but sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness and oh, absolutely with I some mean, of these campaigns yeah just... yeah very much so i mean another version slightly uh, bigger scale was king kong and they did huge footprints on the beach like massive massive footprints on the beach and then they did also have like a squash car as well but there was just these enormous footprints and of course again social goes mad because there's people like laying in them and and stuff like that to take photos with it yeah yeah yeah. it's that experience-led narrative isn't it all the time yeah and it was just kind of photo opportunities isn't it um Mm. another one uh is nike um there's they did a campaign where they would do things like there'd be a row of benches and then um the the Nike bench would have no seat. Right. It, like it, they pulled the seat away and then it just had the Nike logo on the back of the bench. So it's like yeah, you shouldn't be sitting cool. down. And they did things like if there was a, an escalator broken, um, the, the yellow tape at, to stop you going on it would have all the Nike ticks on it. Oh, so really? it's like go use the stairs. And so, yeah, just things like that. Um, Ikea did have always done it and still continue to do it. They will often, um, instead of a... a bench seat at a bus stop they'll stick a sofa in there um or they'll just like um dress something again like a park bench they'll put cushions and a coffee table and allow them to just like dress the area yeah which doesn't cost them hardly any money at all yeah the shareability of that people talking about it is huge like yeah and their campaign is about um making everyday life better that's very cool so yeah that's that's what they do Um, can you talk about um a certain fruity drink in any of yours, like a kind of no, like innocent. No, I haven't. Oh, you don't. No. Oh, because I didn't want to steal your thunder again. No. <laughs> but they, because they did something similar where they knit the hats. Yes. For they did the whole thing where um, like you just think, oh, it's an innocent. It's a so. Well, that that I haven't mentioned that, but that actually fits in more with something called community because that's right. getting everybody to do something together. Because um, I can think of another example of that, which was um, uh, Nestle with the well, hang on. shreddies. Hang on, hang on. Say what the innocent thing is first, because like you and I know what it is, but other people wouldn't. It, so the innocent is um, where they uh, would get people to knit hats for the drinks, which is the most like a little woolly hat. Yeah. For. Uh, okay, so and it's something to do with charity, ab- I can't remember now. Yeah, thinking about it completely logically, none of it makes any sense at all. <laughs> like, it's the most ridiculous idea in the world, right? And whoever came up with the idea, I don't understand how they got it <laughs> off the ground, right? But the idea was, uh, if you did, if you never saw it, was, or you just don't buy innocent drinks. So obviously, innocent is the fruit, what do you call them? Smoothies. Smoothies, right? So, an innocent did a campaign where they just said, would you like to knit a woolly hat for an innocent smoothie bottle. And people were like, well, of course I will. And people <laughs> I went, don't oh. think it was necessarily that simple, but yeah. But loads of people started knitting yeah. woolly hats for 
plastic bottles. Because it was charity, I can't remember. But for every hat, there was a donation to charity. I can't remember what the charity was. But that that yeah, that's a community thing which I'll come back to because that's yeah. another. But it created of... this concept of people sharing, exactly. talking, yeah. and yeah. yeah, and that's the whole principle of guerrilla marketing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's get it's it's getting this kind of out there. Um, but you can also do so they outdoor installations, but you can also do like indoor installations. So things like um, there's a, a lift um, which is for Superman. Right. So uh, he's there with his shirt, and then as the lift opens, you see the the Superman kind of revealed. Um, I, I saw one for uh, Sprite, right. um, which was shower heads. Right. And so it would look like the, the can had opened when you were taking a shower in like gyms and things like that. And the best one I saw was uh, for Durex at um, uh, Men's Urinals, right. where they had two footprints on the floor and then the little Durex logo next to the... So the men would put their feet on there and do their business. And then the one in the middle, the feet would move further back and it said Durex Extra Large. <laughs> 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 so yeah, there's and, and how simple is that? Again, there's it's just, just like footprints, yeah. A couple of footprints on the floor. I yeah. mean, it's not going to cost them anything. No, but it gets people talking. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about that now, exactly. So, yeah. And I don't know when that was, but no. it's just something I've seen. So yeah, um, those those kind of indoor outdoor installations. I mean, there's loads I can think of. A street art is a really great one to do it with. You know, when you see like. Um, a drain cover and it's been yeah. because it steams it's been turned into like a cup of coffee or something like yeah, that like yeah, there's yeah. so many things you can well do you can do that with chalk yeah and, and, and then like you that. can't get in trouble because yeah nobody's going to turn around to you and go exactly. oh you're it's like i mean don't get me wrong if you paint the whole street oh they probably will they'll probably there's probably some moaning minis that will find a reason to complain but um but you've still got your message out there at the end yeah of the day. <laughs> yeah and then what's i suppose sometimes you've got to look at just what's the potential consequence like what's What's the consequence of not doing something? And then what's the consequence if I do it and I get into trouble? Yeah. And is it just a case of, well, you're not allowed to do that? Okay, I won't do that again. Yeah. End of conversation. Exactly. Because a lot of the time, especially if you're doing outside, out, outdoor kind of stuff, some of the paperwork and the, the things to get these things Oh, yeah, you probably wouldn't minor. be allowed to just... An outside installation that, I, that blew me away. Um, so... Um, we're from uh, Dorset. We've got uh, in England and um, our homes in, in, in Dorset, and um, we we're not very far from the beach. And I remember Bournemouth. They had a, It's probably not something just for Bournemouth, but I remember them putting the most enormous deck chair. Do you remember? Oh, yeah, on yeah. the beach. Yeah. And it was. I mean, it was huge. You had to climb up to get onto it. Yeah. It was just normal. And that was a similar thing mm. in terms of outside installation because it caught the imagination of the local press. They were taking photos of it. Yeah. People all wanted to be taking photos beside this thing. And yeah. It was all about raising awareness of, of Bournemouth Beach being the best beach and all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you can do it for like messages and stuff as well. It doesn't need to be a brand. Like you've just reminded me of Bournemouth that when we used to go to our friend's house, um, Nikki and Stu, I don't know if you remember, but on the way, the um like I don't know what you call them, but the kind of like bollards at the side of the road by a school right. have been painted to look like children. Right. Do you remember? So it, it just no, made I don't you, Oh yeah, the, the bollards were just little people, which just made you slow down. It made you think. Yeah. Because yeah. it made you like double double look. It's like, is that a child? I oh, know it's just been painted as a child, but so you can get kind of like messages across as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be a brand. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's so much you can do do with that. It's it's quite it's quite fun when you start to think think about it yeah it is like, yeah. yeah there's a aftershave brand that you know the the little man that you see running when by the exit signs yeah the, the stick man they put like lots of stick women chasing after yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's so subtle it's so easy yeah. and people think okay that was funny oh that was like and you and it's easy to dismiss yeah as a frivolous thing yeah but it's not a frivolous thing. No. It's as important or as impactful as sticking a proper ad up yeah. somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Because that's all you're doing. You're just trying to get, you're trying to, it's that state change yes. thing that we always talk yes. about, right? You're trying to, you're trying to, influ like in a busy world where we get hit by information all the time, you're trying to get somebody's attention by changing their state from their current to a happy place. Because yeah. when you change someone's state, they remember you. They, and it's, and it's it cheaper. With you. you know, it's you hire a billboard. That's incredibly expensive, mm -hmm. and you, you you're probably just going to get a cursory look. You know, not yeah. nothing significant. It's not going to be returned. No. Yeah. Another one I can think of. So they're all coming back to me now. Is um, you know, the big bull in uh, Wall Street. 
yeah, 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 yeah. big gold ball um, an underwear brand made a giant pair of pants and put it on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, genius. Uh, they probably didn't have permission for that one, but <laughs> yeah. But it gets press. It gets people yeah. talking. It's it just requires thought. A lot of thought. Yeah. yeah, a lot of kind of just just thinking. Right, okay, let's just go crazy. What's the most ludicrous thing? I mean, Christ, if a if a smoothie maker can think, okay, I think we should put woolly hats on our bottles and ask ask our customers to make mm. woolly hats. I mean, that's how extreme. Well, we've said that about Innocent before. I mean, if you just follow their page, their marketing is exceptional. You can learn. Well, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, you can learn a lot from what they do. Mm. Um, So three, uh, product placement. Um, So this doesn't mean like movies and uber expensive stuff like that. This is very similar to the outdoor installations, but on a much smaller scale. So, for example, um, uh, Guinness. Right. Uh, They, in bars, put on pool cues little black tab around the top of the pool cue so when you're holding it up the top of the pool cue looks like the, the really? white foam and then you've got this tiny little black band with guinness written on it so it looks like a little mini pint of, of guinness and uh, and they do that on pool cues like up and down the country that's crazy <laughs> and uh duracell um they had a campaign where any um any kind of light source so like uh headlights on a bus for example yeah, yeah. the torch would be on the side of the bus, which would make it look like that was that was the headlight shining. They did it on street lamps. They did it all sorts of places. Yeah, well, it can even be um, like this is going to sound like a weird one, but <laughs> like I, one of the ones that I always think that's a that's a genius place to put a bit of marketing literature, marketing material, and I don't know why everywhere doesn't do it, but certain venues will have advertising on the inside of toilet doors oh yeah definitely and yeah. you just think what a genius thing because yeah. <laughs> there's nothing like there's nowhere else to look <laughs> yeah right it's like it's there straight yeah. in front of you and if you can like if you're an event space business for example and when the world starts opening up and so on is there a way that you can put gentle reminders about what your service does in that lot yeah. in that venue yeah. so that when people are kind of walking around the venue or whatever yeah. it is, it's like, oh yeah, you're this. Well, that's why, um, you know, bus stop advertising is quite um, expensive because yeah. people are sat, sat there, can't go anywhere, do anything else. Yeah. And um, a, a, another one of that was they turned bus stop adverts into a mirror. And right. it was for a makeup brand, but it was a real flattering mirror. You know, you get the opposite, like fairground, awful mirrors. This yeah. was like a really flattering mirror. Yeah. So, yeah it's a... all about understanding where your customers are, isn't it? Yeah, it's like relevant. having a very clear idea of right, who's my avatar, what do they do, how do they spend their day, yeah. and how can I create little moments in their life where they're, they're like, oh yeah, it's you again. Yeah, absolutely. And as I say, it's got to be relevant. You've got to be able to make that connection. Mm. So, um, so that's uh, product placement. Ambush marketing, this one's quite a fun one. Um, do you remember me telling you a little while ago about... Um, the uh, WePay. So, so Amb- oh, let me explain what it is first. Ambush yeah. marketing is when you um, do something quite crazy, not crazy, but close to the mark. Yeah, right. you're, you're sailing quite close to the wind in terms of like permission. You're being quite cheeky. It might be that you're treading on the competitors' toes, something like that. So, it's right. quite common with something like like when Samsung were uh, when iPhone decided, okay, we're not going to include plugs. In, in our boxes anymore. Right. So Samsung immediately put an advert out saying, you still get plugs in our... Yeah, that, 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 that kind of thing, but, but even more so. Um, so, for example, it often happens with sporting events. Right. So Adidas sponsored some kind of sporting event in America. I can't remember if it was football or... Yeah, I think it was football. It was American football. Um, so obviously they've paid ridiculous money for the rights to that. Right. But then Nike ran, ran a campaign where they had like big billboards at the stadium um, like inside and they did lots of TV advertising running up to it and they had football stars in it so it actually looked like they were the ones sponsoring it and they weren't so so things like that but the the biggest example that well my favourite example was WePay and they um, they put a load of money in an ice block and froze all this all these notes in an ice block and delivered it outside the conference that PayPal was running. Right. Which said something like, We don't freeze your accounts. <laughs> <laughs> and so and again, like it shouldn't it shouldn't be there because obviously yeah, the PayPal yeah. conference. So it's those kind of things. That's what they call ambush marketing. Well we did a bit of ambush marketing mm-hmm. with um 
with Smiley with Photo Booth Hire when we did, yeah, it, well, it's, I don't know if you can categorise it as ambush marketing, but I remember we had, there was a trade show that we couldn't get in on and there was a load of uh, uh, our competitors at that trade show and um, we did a, a geo-targeted... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah we did yeah. a geo-targeted advertising campaign. I, yeah. if it was, I think it was a Facebook geo-targeting yeah. campaign now. Um, so what you can do with certain ads, um, digital ads, is you can you can target it to people in a specific area. Like, so let's say they're in the UK. They're let's say they're in an exhibition, and that exhibition is getting a lot of. They've pushed for a lot of press and everything else. You can your audience targeting can be people that are attending that show yeah. or people in that yeah. area. And what we did is we paid for a load of ads yeah. to show up. For everybody that was walking around that yeah. trade show, yeah. or whenever they went on their social media and that lot, it was like, well, I hope you're having a great time. Well, isn't the trade show great? Da, 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 yeah, da. Yeah, yeah. But the best in photo booth hire here yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And so what that did is that that kind of, the, it meant that our competitors were effectively doing some of our selling for us yes. at the trade show. Yeah, because people don't remember who they've seen and that. Exactly. Show, yeah. And they all they remember is, oh, yeah, Photopoo is a really great idea to have. And and so they've got that. And then when they're sat there having their cup of coffee and that, not having a break from it all, when they open up their Facebook, they're then seeing ads for Smiley Booth, Photobooth yeah. Hire popping up going, oh, yeah, it's at the trade show I'm at, and they're talking about it. And yeah, see, we could have... That's a great example of guerrilla marketing, but we could have strengthened that by, like, you know, leaflets in the car park or banners yeah. or something like that. So you've got that kind of um, ambient, which is another one, marketing as well. So yeah. they're, they're seeing you on kind of two levels. Yeah. But what you've said is a great example of, um, of uh, uh, guerrilla marketing anyway, because, you know, when you get approached by... Um, people to put a banner advert on a website yeah so for, if, if you were like i don't know a car valeter for example and you wanted to advertise on on auto trader mm. you know it's going to cost you a lot of money to have a banner on there but you can do it through ads can't you oh uh, we do it all the time yeah. so we often get large website um i'm giving away some of our tactics at the moment but <laughs> we would often get large websites approach us and say come and advertise on our website and it'll cost you x number of thousands of pounds per month or or whatever it is right so and you think well i don't want to put all my eggs in one basket with one website so what we'll we'll often do is we'll do a bit more digging around okay well what is that website all about and how do they structure their ads and and all of this kind of stuff around the website and what often will happen on these on these big and it could be it could be any kind of website right it's to make it really simple in the events industry, there's specific websites that cater for specific types of events. So let's say weddings. Yeah. So those, so you have wedding websites that get millions of right. views. Yeah. Each week or each month or whatever it is. <clears throat> so so they bank on that that traffic to sell you ads. So when we do our donkey work on it and look at, at the website, we go, hang on a sec. They've got display ads on there as well as paid ads and. Display ads is where Google puts ads onto their website. Yeah. And you can target, you can just go, no thanks, I, I won't do that, thank you very much. Create a display ad campaign in your Google AdWords account um, to show up for everybody that lands yeah. on that website. So your ads are as prominent as as the guy that's just spent thousands of pounds that month yeah. to show on there. And yeah, that's a great guerrilla yeah. marketing technique that nobody talks about no, at all exactly. if you're sat there thinking jesus i have no idea what you've just said was that even english um <laughs> look up display ads we will do i think we need to do a display yeah. like a like a little how-to maybe in yeah, the smiling as we always entrepreneurs say, group. By all means, just get in touch with us directly as well on our website it's yeah fine. but that's a that is to me that's <laughs> like we use that form of guerrilla marketing all the time yeah. like to create awareness and stuff like that and it's and we're seen in some of the most prominent places. I mean, one of the ads that we've got running for Smiley Booth, Photo Booth Hire, um, that gets hundreds of thousands of views a month. Mm. Like, it's huge like, in terms of awareness building. And the amount that we spend to create that is tiny. Yeah, because they don't pay until they actually click on it. Until they click. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're... With the others, it's the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. And we're seen everywhere where it's, where it's important for it to be seen. Yeah. So. 
So, there you go. Um, where are we? Uh, that was Ambush. So, five, experiential marketing. So, we'll yeah. come back to what you were talking about with um, at the beginning. So, this is when it's an experience which was extremely popular before we all suddenly went into a world of pandemic. Um, and where and there's lots of things to do with this. So, we'll go into kind of our um, example in a minute of where we were used quite regularly for photo booths. But this also in, it encompasses things like flash mobs, yeah. Um, that, that obviously just pop up around you because it's an experience you're enjoying like a show to a point yeah. um, uh, pop-up shops that are quite you know popular any kind of pop-up like beauty treatments or massages yeah. or something like that that's that's going to happen um, that again you're enjoying an experience well it can also be way more basic than that like it can be just in the way you package something mm -hmm. like it can't like it, it Create the whole point of ex experiential marketing is that you're it's going back to that changing of state yeah. for, for, for one thing. So the whole principle of changing a state is that people will remember you'll create a way bigger impact in somebody's life if you can take them from one state to another. So I sedated, disinterested, like whatever, to excited, happy, whatever. Yeah. And if at the point that you do that change, your brand, your product is positioned, then they will they will remember that experience way more than if you didn't change their state at yeah. all, right? That's why TV adverts work the way they do and all this kind of stuff. So you can. That's why if you look at luxury luxury brands, one of the things that they do often is they'll they'll have the product, which is obviously very luxurious, but the boxing the packaging that surrounds it is mm. often over the top yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything else because they want that state change mm. they don't want to be like okay i've got that product now it's nice they yeah. want the whole experience to be a state change experience. yeah and you can do it in in so many different ways it doesn't have to be as you said like a big thing it can, <coughs> it can be a smell it can be yeah. a, a texture you know often yeah. you see in magazines like perfumes will have like a mini thing or yeah. Um, the, the texture of the paper might change for an advert or something like that. And yeah. so, you, you know, all of those are the same type of thing. It doesn't have to be some great big event, especially yeah. now that we can't do any events. <laughs> yeah, the, it's, it's normally got some aspect of um, something outside the core message, like outside, outside something just written or mm. anything like that. It's normally, there is normally some physical aspect yeah. To it, right? Yeah. That when we see them work really well. And that's what we found. So the smiley be folk, can I talk about the Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know you really want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we were prior to the pandemic hitting, um, and and it's something we're really looking forward to getting back to yeah. this year. Um, is we work with Sky, um, McDonald's, just Adidas, you mentioned earlier, like Disney, loads of companies. Uh, because our photo booths aren't just photo booths that just take photos, right? They they have a they have a lot of incredible tech um, built with inside them, and so companies would hire us to create these experiences that were photo or video led experiences for their target audience. Mm. And so Sky approached us and said, "Look, Game of Thrones, the last season's going to uh, going to be launched, but we want to create awareness. So would you?" Um, would would Smiley Booth be able to help us deliver that? And so, of course, we're not mm -hmm. going to say no to that. And um, and so what they did is they, in, in really high-profile places across the UK, so, for example, Waterloo train station was one um, in London in the UK, and they had the Game of Thrones chair set up, didn't yeah. they, uh, with the sword and everything yeah. else. And, um, and they had our equipment set up in front of the chair, and what the equipment was doing is it was creating GIFs and yeah. things like that. So that's G-I-F-S, um, where that could be shared on social media and everything yeah. else. And the queues for yeah, that yeah, yeah. experience went on for hours. Hundreds yeah, and hundreds yeah, yeah. of people would queue up just to sit in the chair, in a Game of Thrones chair with the sword, yeah. in front of our gear and, and had this, this experience. And... And it was shared on social media, it was in the press, it yeah. was all over the place. And and it was because it just created this, this experience. Anyone can stick a poster up and go, oh, the new Game of Thrones, whatever mm. it is. But people will talk about that experience of sitting in the Game of Thrones mm. chair and that whole event 
um, for years. Well, you're bringing, with that particular example, you're bringing in loads of elements of guerrilla marketing. So you've got the big physical, you know, it's quite a big setup, wasn't it? Yes, I'll, yes, I'll put a picture yeah. on um, on the website later. But um, so you've got this big setup that any kind of commuter just is going, oh, what's that? Because it's yeah. eye-catching. And then you've got the community aspect. You've got the die-hard fans. Because yeah. some of the people that came along to those things were already dressed up. They were all already yeah, character. Yeah. They'd wait for like three hours because they were like proper die-hard fans of, of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So you had that kind of community. They took with, it so seriously. Yeah, yeah, whispers of there was something happening in Waterloo and, and you know, there was that knock-on effect. Um, they, they had the social media aspect because it was a GIF and it was being shared. Yeah. Um, they there was a there was a car I remember was, was it a competition or something there was a car alongside it Volvo was sponsoring it or something yeah I think so yeah. Um, so you had that, that element as well that you could win this this car and so they had so many things kind of going on yeah. that, that made it such a successful campaign yeah but and that's the I mean we've been involved in hundreds of activation types of events mm. over the years but um, that's the one that really stood out for me just mm. in the sense of just to the amount of time people were willing to invest in experiencing it. Yeah. I mean, there's an aerial photo taken yeah, of the queue. Of, yeah. yeah. And there's just hundreds of people waiting to yeah, experience yeah, yeah. this thing. But, I mean, obviously, as you, if you're a small, medium business owner, and obviously during the pandemic, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's going to be quite challenging to even consider doing some kind of big event. But you don't necessarily need to. You don't need to go to these huge, grand gestures. You can create... Like on a small level, when we were doing trade shows for people and everything else, it was the same principle. Mm. It was like, how do we create a unique experience for for the people that are walking past the stand? Well, do you remember in the early days, so um, when green screen was quite a wow thing, <laughs> instead of setting up our photo booth with a already with a green screen background there, we would set it up with a nice like flowery backdrop or something so yeah. that it looked nice. And then we had a piece of green cloth yeah. so that we could show people that, oh, just hold that green cloth up and the background would completely change. That every time they were like, oh, wow, it's yeah, magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, cha- it got that state change because they were just like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was the tipping point for our sales process a lot <laughs> yeah. of the time because they it, they it connected them to the... Oh wow! This tech does something yeah. more interesting than Whereas just. Whereas if it had just photo. been a green screen, one, it wouldn't have looked that nice, that pretty to look at, and two, they wouldn't have really got it because they'd have just sat down and oh, the background's. Do you know what I mean? They wouldn't have made that. Yeah, connection. they don't. They don't make the connection. No. It's amazing how tunnel visioned people become. Yeah. Right. You literally have to lead them by the nose yeah. through the process, yeah. and by them holding up the green cloth, they were like, oh, "This is crazy. This yeah. is nuts." It's, <laughs> like, as I'm moving it around, the image is changing. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, there's lots of different subtle ways that you can like change the ex- like create an experience yeah. with your product or service, and and that can be. I'm gonna go back to the hairdressing and pink <laughs> because I always use hairdressers, but that can go down to being a hairdresser. It's like what level of experience can you create for the person that's coming in well, to have their hair cut? Just an example with that. So you said like you you don't need a, a big budget in that. Nowadays, one with tech and two, the fact that we're all so online now because of the pandemic, um, you can use a lot of the kind of tech that we used to use in, in situation is now online and we offer our services virtually. Yeah. But just as an example with a hair, hairdresser, you could have an app where they get to try out different hairstyles before they actually have yeah, it cut. Exactly. You know, yeah, There's lots of little things that you can do that are not going to cost the earth. Um, and, and as I say, with virtual experiences now, yeah. um, that you, you could hold a, a virtual event for, for your clients very cheaply. I mean, in fact, one of our friends has just become a, a rep for a skincare brand, skincare brand. Right. And you know a lot of these multi-level marketing companies do parties. Yeah. So you'd go to your body shop party or your virgin party or your Tupperware party and, and that's how they, they sell a lot of the time. Yeah. Can't do that at the moment, can you? No. So she's doing a virtual one. Mm, and smart, so yeah. you see she gets, you get three, she does the product demonstrations and then they get three days to order and and then and they can send it back if it wasn't quite right for them and so it's all done virtually. So yeah, it doesn't need to cost anything really. No, it's, it's like all of these things. You just need to... <laughs> think okay what kind of experience can i create for yeah. somebody that's gonna and when you start understanding that state change is the goal mm. it's it's like it, it opens it kind of unlocks your imagination a little bit it's like okay well how do i get them from from there to wow yeah. like what can what can i do what little thing that isn't necessarily associated directly with your product it yeah. could just be something a complete curveball but you're always trying to get some kind of state change out. Yeah, 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 definitely. 
So that is experiential marketing. Experience. How do I always say it wrong? I always call it experiential. 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 Um, number six is some kind of challenge. Um, so getting people involved in a challenge is a really good idea to, um, again, get that kind of social element going. They have a kind of state change within them because they're, they're, they're going through a changing process, a challenge, mm -hmm. uh, which is memorable. So um, examples I can think of is like the Ice Bucket Challenge yeah. for ALS, which just went insane. Obviously, that went very viral. Um, but again, somebody comes to you in a marketing meeting and goes, we're going to get people to chuck a bucket of ice over their head. She's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but it works. Um, well, we see these things all the time. Yeah. But, and I think we, we forget... We only concentrate on the experience the individuals are having it while they're doing it, yeah. and we don't, and we very rarely think about the big picture. Yeah. But well, why why are they doing this and what it is, yeah. and also, and then go, I can do something like that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's not to say you should copy, but it's it's like, yeah, thinking more analytically about yeah, yeah, the yeah. processes. And another one I can think of that I was involved in was, do you remember the uh, book record breaking attempt? Yeah, 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 or, or we yeah. did we, we did break the world record. So any kind of world record attempt, um, there was this cafe in our local town um, in England. Um, that so it's, this is what I mean by you can do things on a on a smaller scale. So yeah. it was just for the, it was just a small cafe in the town. But every year they would break a record of some kind. Mm -hmm. And the one I got involved with because I love books was the longest line of books. <laughs> it's crazy. And so the these books were put head to toe or however you want to describe it like next to each other in a line snaking around the town i can't remember how far it went it was a few miles in the end yeah but obviously there was lots of this involved because we had i think you have to get it, we had to get it set up within an hour and it had to stay long enough for it to be measured with a yeah. guy with a stick that walked but around it, but it, you know that generated so much buzz about that Blessed cafe. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they're known for it. Every yeah. year, people get quite excited. What are you going to be doing your record-breaking yeah. attempt this year? And they're just a little cafe. But, you know, that, that really does way more than any kind of print article would do for them or a website or anything Yeah, like well, that. the whole Blessed Village got involved, yeah, didn't yeah. it? I remember, I remember Annabelle and Zach walking around with books and just trying yeah. to line them up. And it was going all the way through the streets, all around, everywhere. And um, and everyone felt like they were contributing to this world record. Yeah. But yeah, it was. But everybody knew where that idea had come from mm -hmm. and talked about it. And yeah. Everyone felt like they were being part of something. Yeah, exactly. So again, it brings in that community aspect as well. Yeah. What the cafe wasn't doing is go buy my cakes. Yeah. My, they weren't doing no. anything. It was just about raising awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, some kind of challenge is great. Um, influencers is obviously another form of of guerrilla marketing. Influencers are a little bit hit and miss nowadays because um, they can be fantastic, especially if you use kind of smaller ones that are very relevant to your niche. So say you're, I don't know, you're, you're a, um, a, a child's product, you know, that it's child's toys or child's clothes or something like that. Um, and you, you work with mummy influencers, but on a smaller scale, I would. The big ones are difficult. They're, they're often expensive and it's very difficult to verify what they're really doing for you. I mean, your, your sister works with influencers quite a lot. She, she has a quite a bit of success, doesn't she? Well, influencers are interesting because they have two benefits, right? Influencer will, there's a benefit of them raising awareness of your product or service to their audience, mm. right? So if it's on Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is. So you've got that benefit. Mm. But then you've got the, uh, the other often not spoken about benefit is the kudos yeah. and that you get from your side where yeah. you can say such such is talking about my product yeah. or service, right? And even just the content as well because obviously they create good content that you can then use. Exactly. And so so mm. there, are, there are benefits to all of it. But, the thing with influence is you just have to be very, very clear about what you feel success is, what yeah. outcome you're you're aiming for, because because they know like you're just another negotiation, yeah. right? There's they don't care about your product or service. Yes. So you're just a you're just another person coming to them to pitch, like to talk about. So well, yeah, about and that's work. why the relevance is so key because. Not only is obviously their audience going to be relevant, but they will hopefully resonate with your product and, and want to promote it. Exactly. More. They genuinely like it. It's not just a, you know, box ticking exercise for them. Yeah, but in a lot of cases, the win for them is how much money can I squeeze out of you? Mm. Because you want me to talk about it. like that's how they make their money in that in that particular yeah. channel. So, um, irrespective of engagement, they 
to your product or anything like that. So, you, so if you're talking to influencers, it's like, okay, well, if I, like in our view anyway, it's like, okay, all right, you're saying that you can do it on Instagram, but what else can we get? And you should try and get as much out of that deal as possible. Yes, yeah. Um, and as much scope as possible, because otherwise that one post going on Instagram talking about your product in the noisy world mm. isn't going to do very much for you, is it? No, so. exactly. I mean, some things that do work well with that is maybe like a competition um, yeah. because you're getting so much more out of it. If you're, if you're say you give a product to an influencer as a, as a gift for them to, and then invite them to say, you know, could you run a contest on yours or, or maybe with a few other influencers? They, they normally yeah. work very well if you've got like a suite of products that you can get in with other people um, because obviously it's just got much more longevity. People are pushing this competition for a few days or whatever, however yeah. long it will run rather than just one simple post that just gets lost. Yeah, so. and you had to weigh it up as a... Because there's money exchanged in that type mm. of thing. Like with guerrilla marketing generally, the way I see guerrilla marketing is it's, it's, it's kind of roll your sleeves up and go do something. Yeah. Whereas I see influencer marketing as like normal paid marketing yeah. like it's like okay well my instagram account or my facebook account or whatever hasn't really got that much so i'm just going to piggyback off that that yeah. i see it like an almost like paid marketing mm. strategy mm. and as such you should analyze it in terms of investment and return on investment exactly like you would an adwords campaign yeah. or a facebook campaign or whatever it is it should be measured in exactly the same way yeah and speak to other brands that the influencer has, has worked with I'd suggest as yes. well because then you'll get a real um well we had that for... right we had um so from is for those yeah so those of you in the UK will know exactly who this person is outside the UK I'm not sure I don't know if she's that well known as but, Jordan you might know her outside yeah so we had a situation I think it was 2019 um we had a situation where Jordan or Katie Price who's what is she famous for um, page three model originally. Okay, she was originally so for those outside of the UK, there was a Sun newspaper, national newspaper, and it used to have a uh, on the page three of the newspaper, you'd always have a topless woman mm. in there. It was like one. Of, I don't think they do it anymore. I, I don't know. know. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, we've never got the Sun, no. but um, but it's um, and she used to be one of the models that used to yeah. be topless in that, and and she just became very famous for being a topless model, basically and having lots of work. Like lots of cosmetic work. Yeah. She's, she, if, if for our Americans listen to this, she's a little bit like um, who's the Baywatch? Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson. She's kind of the UK's. Well, except Pamela Anderson did the whole actress thing. Yeah. Jordan never did any of that. No. Or Katie Price or whatever. But whatever she does. She does got. She has got like a reality show. Oh and yeah, I she's guess. She's done like the Jungle thing and all of that. Yeah, and she's always on one of those glossy magazine yeah. things. Anyway, so she approached us in. I think towards at some point in 2019 and said and she's got a huge following on Instagram like mm -hmm. like millions of people that follow her on Instagram and she said look would you would you your company support us at these events and we're doing these events across the whole of the UK um, it's quite a lot of events and provide your services for free um, so we're, being smiley with photo with high the great thing about that that business is we have franchisees across the UK mm. so we can do multiple <laughs> events all at the same time without too many problems um, but, and but they wanted us to do it for free and she said I will talk about you on my Instagram account mm. and we, I was like okay well what does that actually what's the value of that yeah. because it's because we're effectively even if your service doesn't cost a lot of money to deliver there's an opportunity cost yeah to, to doing that, right? You, like, you can say, oh, I can cover the costs by doing this, and the other, and it's a cost of the business is just this, do that. It's like, yeah, but you're also then saying, okay, I'm turning away all of this other business that I would be accepting if I do that event, right? So so there's an opportunity cost that can be quite sizable. So we, we looked at that quite analytically, didn't we? And we were just like, okay, so the opportunity cost, if we say yes to this, is this amount of money. So now let's have a look at your Instagram account. And we looked at the Instagram account and it's got millions on it. And, and they were saying that they were going to post about us over several days. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. But so the engagement was extremely low. Well, engagement was 0. 0.0 something percent, yeah. right? So I was like, okay, did the math. So I was like, okay, so out of 
all of your audience, the best we can hope for is this this number of people seeing the post. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to think, well, I'm only going to have a percentage of those people that might even be interested in our service yeah. in the first place. So that's not great. Uh, and also, she doesn't necessarily rest, all due respect, Katie Price, but you're not somebody that we would, that resonates with our company brand mm-hmm. identity, right? It's not somebody that I would cha- say is a champion for, no. our, yeah. for our business model, right? So there's a bit of a mismatch there. And then we saw that a previous photo booth hire company had done work for her in the past. So I picked up the phone to that company mm-hmm. and just said, look, you don't have to tell me anything, but we've been approached by this person. It's a pretty big outlay opportunity cost and direct costs to us as a business. What was your result? And their response was, well, we haven't got anything from it yet, but we're hoping that it will get us something in the future. And this would be happening like weeks mm-hmm. in advance. So obviously I didn't turn around to them and say, you're mad. Yeah. Because um, they were trying to do it uh, again with them. But that's why you've got to be really careful because these people will throw their weight around as influencers mm. and they have an inflated idea of what value they create for... Because they have to, right? They're selling. Yeah. Well, and it turned out that they'd, they'd approached loads of photo booth companies because there was a chat on one of the Facebook groups about it. And, um, and also the person that did it in the end... Um, they there was a load of negative press associated with that particular event because oh, it yeah. looked like she when, was off her face. Yeah, whether it whether she was or not, but it looked like she was on drugs and at the event. And yeah, there was a load of backlash. So we we were like, thank goodness we weren't involved in that. Yeah, yeah, it, it ended up being a car crash, didn't it? But um, and that's the other thing you've got to be careful about when you're when you're dealing with influencers is you're you're basically dealing with an individual, a high profile, potentially high profile individual. And individuals, we're all flawed, yeah. right? So it's like, look back over their history and go, okay, am I, what type of person am I dealing with here? Do they resonate with my brand identity that I'm trying to create for this business? Mm. Um, are they respectable, responsible, and all of these aspects? Yeah. And because some of these people do fall off the rails yeah, quite heavily yeah. and very publicly. And, yeah. and if your brand is associated with them, then that could do your your business some harm yeah definitely so influencers is definitely a guerrilla tactic and it can work very well but you do have to just be have be careful and do your homework i'd say out of all of them it's the most dangerous <laughs> yeah absolutely um <clears throat> got throat in my throat today. um number eight um competitors and or partnering so these are kind of two sides of, of the one coin right. um so uh colgate did a great campaign with um pizzas local pizza companies where if you open the pizza box you can see teeth in the right. like it looked like a giant mouth that was like reminding you to to clean your teeth i um, don't ever remember seeing that but okay. well they didn't partner with anybody like Domino's or pizza right, right? Okay. it was like local pizza companies right. Um, and they also did another one with an ice cream company where the lolly stick at the end was a shaped like a toothbrush so right. inside the inside. And um, another one of that, which was more kind of product placement, was uh, Prison Break. They sent uh, cakes to people, and um, and then inside was a was a file like like you would send it to in prison. <laughs> it's a Prison Break coming soon. That's uh, very cool. So. Um, McDonald's and Bar- uh, McDonald's and Burger King do this to each other all the time. They're constantly stealing each other's thunder with with um, campaigns. Right. Um, do you remember the one at the beginning of the lockdown, um, no. or sometime in the in the first lockdown? I think it was Burger King wrote a big thing about McDonald's saying. Please support McDonald's. Da, 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 da. Do you remember uh, yeah, this? I do. Um, go get a takeaway. Like... We're still open, even though you're in lockdown. Blah 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 blah. Um, oh, and please support Burger King and and KFC and all the others too. And it was actually by Burger King. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, they they do it a lot. Um, Lidl did it with Waitrose. So again, for people outside the UK, Lidl and Waitrose are two. Oh, and actually, Lidl's a European brand, isn't it? Waitrose is a UK brand. Um, and uh, Waitrose is a very kind of high-end uh, supermarket in the UK um, and their advertising is all very, you know, um, luxurious kind of food end. Um, and Lidl did something at Christmas, which was a picture of Waitrose's Christmas cake and then something along the lines of, but as tastes better <laughs> <laughs> on their uh, stuff. So you can, you can kind of play around with um, compet- either partnering with people or tongue-in-cheek kind of using them um yeah it absolutely has to be tongue-in-cheek 
Yeah. Because if you aggressively go after a competitor, what you end up doing is um, making yourself look really bad. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got to be prepared that they'll they'll do it back as well. Yeah. So you've got to be prepared for that. But that's why I say that McDonald's and Burger King do it to each other all the time. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so working alongside a, a competitor or partnering with somebody along those lines. I mean, for all we know, McDonald's and Burger King partner on that. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a good way of, of kind of raising your profile because you're getting their audience as well as yours. So that's uh, that's another one. Um, so number nine is social and community. Uh, so you talked about... So you just reminded me of something yeah. that on the partnering with competitors and stuff like that. If your competitor is regularly <clears throat> putting out YouTube videos or like if you're in an industry where um, there's a lot of content being created by other people in your industry, um, one of the strategies that you can do is you can do advertise Google ads for YouTube videos to pop up at the beginning of their videos. Right. So um, I saw this, I think I said on a previous episode that I was watching some of Mike Winnett's stuff, a guy called Mike Winnett, who um, he invented the term, I think he invented the term, entrepreneur, which is uh, where he just goes after these guys that sell the get-rich-quick yeah. scams and all this kind of nonsense. And... Um, and he was, uh, there's some famous ones like Ty Lopez and mm-hmm. like some really big names. And it was really interesting because like, I was, he was about, he was, the video was about him starting to have a go at Ty, Ly- Ty, Ty Lopez. And when you, when I clicked on the video, the ad was Ty <laughs> Lopez going, so this is my formula for doing this, that and the other and everything else. And you can do that. You can create content. Um about your service or product and have it pop up on YouTube prior to the videos that people are watching yeah. about that product or service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you get like a, yeah. Yeah, that works really well. Um, so yeah, so community. Um, uh, so this is what you were saying with uh, Innocent earlier. Right. You know, that campaign doesn't work really well because you see a little hat on a drink and think, oh wow, isn't that amazing? It works because there's this whole community of people really enjoying knitting little hats <laughs> for, for drink. And you know, my hat's better than yours and <laughs> all of this kind of well, stuff. Well, they did it really smartly as well because they had little grannies. So- no, 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 that's the other one. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so innocent is is more of a younger market, but the the grannies you're thinking of was a similar campaign by Shreddies um, because Shreddies um, again I don't know if it's it's in a in America and other countries, but it's it's shredded wheat, so it's a bit like Weetabix, but but squares, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the same kind of principle. Um, it's small. Yeah, but they look almost like a quilted blanket, which is where right. it came from. So, so the marketing behind Shredded is it Shreddies is as a little old granny knitting them. Right. And so that became a marketing campaign where you where there was knitting associated. But again, it was it's community led. Yeah. Um, on that, Coca Cola did it very well. When you remember when they had the bottles with your name on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was genius. Yeah. Because so people go, people went nuts for that. Yeah. Exactly, to find the picture and take your take your name with the take your picture with the name on the bottom. I suppose it's about creating the where the community aspect comes in. It's a, it's about creating personalized experiences mm-hmm. that that community can then feel like they can share with others that understand the value of that personalized yes. experience. Right, and feeling a part of something. It's like where the uh, the Dollar Shave Club um, went viral. I mean, you you can't bank on a video going viral. You're never going to know if it does or not, and that partly went viral because the video was so good and unusual, but it's also because that was the first time there'd ever been some kind of community where you receive a membership for your, yeah. for your raises. And yeah. so that had that element to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, community. Um, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry, another one on that was, I don't know if you know about this one, but um, Deadpool, uh, they put the character... The, the movie Deadpool. Yeah, right? the, the guy um, <laughs> had an advert on Tinder <laughs> right, <laughs> and like it was a genuine advert, but it's him there on the on the table like, <laughs> like this, and, and the, the description's really funny. But that garnered a lot of uh, traction as well. It's weird because that would have cost them nothing. Yeah, exactly. But what a genius idea because it got yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it's just constantly thinking, like just randomly out of the box, exactly. stuff, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and the last one is um, ambient marketing. So that's when you, it's a little bit like product placement in movies, you know, when there might be a logo or something that just, you're not wholly aware of it, but it's there. Right. Um, if it's done right, you're not wholly aware of it. I, you just reminded me, I watched um, Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. 
right? So, um, and there's a scene in Spider-Man Homecoming. I was like, that was really cheeky. So to what it's right towards the very end of the movie, right? And you know Tony Stark's like uh, like assistant's called Happy, yeah, right? He's that big guy. Yeah, Happy. yeah, yeah. He's the director, or something. yeah, 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 yeah. So Happy, he's driving this. Like, they always have flashy um, Audis that like, aren't you can't buy it. They're yeah. always like, concert cars. Concert cars, right? Yeah. So and Happy's driving this, and uh, Peter Parker's sat in the back, and they're chatting back and forth. And um, Happy turns to uh, Peter Parker. Oh, Peter Parker goes, wow, like this, looking out the car window right. or looking forward. Right. And Happy, Happy's driving. He goes, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And as he's saying, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? The picture, the footage is of the digital, ver- uh, the digital thing on the driver's thing in front of Happy, of the Audi. <laughs> and it just pours, it like holds it for that moment. And you think, is he talking about the Audi is amazing? And then it flipped, the, the very next shot is of the new Avengers base. Right. And I thought that was so subtle. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because it makes you think, oh, the Audi's amazing. The yeah. Audi's, yeah. and I mean, not that us small businesses can do stuff like that, but it shows the subtlety of those messages that yeah. get pushed through all the time. Well, it, and again, if it's, if it's, ambient you'll you won't necessarily be aware of it i mean apple does it all the time in movies you're always seeing the little apple mm-hmm. people are using an apple or whatever well going back to the sticker thing a- apple include an apple yes. sticker in every one of their boxes yeah yeah yeah. um but the, the the one i was thinking of was snapchat so when snapchat came on the scene obviously like facebook was already a giant so it was twitter so it was all the the big uh, social media platforms so how do you make a dent when you're a, a new platform and they just had loads of billboards and and all sorts of like giant like i don't think i think they had like uh, balloon you know, not balloons you know when you have the, the big marketing balloons wherever they're called um you know Blimps. yes that's the one okay those kind of things um but just with the snapchat ghost thing right no words to say what it was and this was before snapchat was anything right so that started a cam like a, a talk of what is this thing? Uh, yeah, What's yeah. this great big yellow poster with a ghost on it? Well, Niles Bartley did that. Do you remember Niles Bartley? I know, yeah, the name. So Niles Bartley did, yeah, um, yeah Niles Bartley was a duo, I think, mm. that, um, I'm probably pronouncing it completely wrong, but was a duo and they created, uh, was it Crazy or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, the, the song. Yeah, yeah. But what the two of them did is they, they made sure that it was absolutely anonymous. Oh. Like they just they released a song. They called themselves Niles Bartley, but nobody knew what they looked like. Nobody knew who they were, uh, okay. and they released it. And everybody was talking about the fact they were like, "Well, who the hell are these mm. guys?" And the DJs would talk about it, and was, no one's seen these guys. Nobody did, and all this kind of stuff. And it just raised. It creates a load of noise around. Yeah. The, the song was great anyway, but yeah, it's the load it, of noise. Better it, that reminds me of the. Um, oh, Will I Am? What was his group originally? I know who you mean. I can't think of the group name, but the, the three of them, four yeah. of them. But the, but the first song was uh, "One Love," and yeah. again, nobody knew who they were. It was just that one love symbol yeah, all yeah. over the place, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a it's a great way to get people talking about or, or wanting to talk about it because nobody likes to be in the dark. Nobody likes to not know. So no, you can do that with other. a product, like a a product launch or a service, to, like yeah. some enhancement you're doing about your service and everything else, where you can like kind of give people a glimpse. At, car companies do it all the time, yeah, right? Yeah. Car companies always give you like the silhouette line of their new thing, their new vehicle, and 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 they just send it out weeks in advance of actually any release. So it just gets people just talking about well, what could this mean? What is this shape that they've created? Yeah, and. and we, as small business owners and medium business owners, we don't do that enough. No. We, we are literally, okay, it has to be perfectly perfect and just get it, give yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. everything so we can yeah. get the sales in as quick as possible. Well, it's kind of what, I know you're going to laugh at me again, but it's kind of what Clubhouse has done. Because yeah, they, yeah, Because yeah. they did it with invite only and only Apple. Everybody was scrambling to get in, or they still are, because you know, it's like, Well, to what the point where I've been thinking about buying an Apple phone yeah, yeah. to get onto Clubhouse. Yeah. And I'm like... I'll just wait for it to come on Android, yeah. but I, I keep thinking I feel that it's the fear of missing out, yes. isn't it? Yeah. That's what it is. F- FOMO, yeah. I think they call it. And another good thing that encompasses a lot of this is user-generated content that we talked mm-hmm. about on a, on a whole episode. I can't remember what that is now, but um, but that that gets you your community. It gets people talking about it. Yeah. You could do a whole user-generated content um, campaign for your business very cheaply by just getting people to send videos in. 
and not even really talking about your brand, just yeah. saying like or, or the product or something, just saying how great this is, and you've got that kind of teaser going on. Yeah. Um, and then maybe come out with like the third session of what it actually is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- there's so many ways that you can you can use these, but you just really need to get your thinking cap on. Yeah, you do. Mystery is something that you have to. Like we never use it. We should so bloody use it all the time. Yeah. Um, in fact, we are. The next thing we did, we launched. Well, I've been thinking about it. We'd say it since while well, we've been talking. Hey. Like, what could we do? Well, we've got that thing that we've been talking about that we're going to do. Now you've got me talking about mystery because I don't know what you're on about. I was talking about it with you this morning that we're going to launch. Okay. You have to re talk to me about it. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say it on the episode because that's the that kills the mystery. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to go find out what this is. Yeah. Enjoy your day, everyone. Yeah, have a good one. Bye.